Hi, this is Dave Johnson, and I became a leading member of the Rick Deitch fan club a few years ago when he helped me resolve uh, personal health crises. Rick is a biochemist who I believe has created some true scientific breakthroughs. Fundamentally, if you think about this, if all of your cells are healthy, you cannot be sick. In a way, choosing health is just learning to supply all of your cells with everything they need while keeping them free of toxins that they don't need. And nearly everyone is aware of the negative effects that are caused by this toxic environment that we live in, continuously exposing our body to this unhealthy burden of heavy metals and other pollutants. Well, Rick has created an amazing, phenomenal supplement. It's based on clinoptilolite. This is a natural mineral and that's uniquely and electrically charged. It's little crystalline cages of zeolite. He's been able to micronize them. That makes them submicron in size and give them the ability to enter the bloodstream and absorb harmful substance to remove them wherever they are in your body. And again, this is significant because, as Rick says, a, a clean, healthy body can heal itself. Think about this. Imagine anything you don't want to have, anything bad. Type that into your browser and then type in heavy metals and you will see an alarming correlation. Well, when you've got something this amazing, there's going to be other people that will try and create knockoff copies, maybe even claiming their products are better. And this is a recording that you will hear Rick describe the real history and development of, I believe, a miracle product. And he's bringing this with his own company, Avini Health. It's got an amazing track record. And so sit back and listen to Rick tell his story. I'm going to bring Rick on because we've got important things we need to talk about. So Rick. Thanks, Neil. So I love hearing the stories. I love hearing the testimonials. My problem is whenever I hear a testimonial as a biochemist, I immediately say, okay, what is the mechanism? What is happening here? How is that actually you know, occurring? And I've told these stories before. My favorite example, which you, I'm sure you guys have heard me talk about is many years ago, I was giving a lecture about the zeolite in Maui, in Hawaii. And there were over 800 people in the audience. And they asked for testimonials. And you had your average people talk about what happened to them. But one guy got up on stage, and this is an absolutely true story. He said, I was blind and now I can see. And I did have some physicians that were there. They got up in the back and they started walking out. And I said, Stop, stop, stop. This is not turned into a tent revival meeting. Sit down, let's find out what's going on. And I found out this particular guy was a diabetic. He's what we call a brittle diabetic. He was taking three, four, five shots of insulin a day, trying to control his blood sugar. He had beginning stages of diabetic retinopathy, which is the leading cause of adult blindness in the United States today. And he started using the zeolite. He started taking care of himself and his blood sugar got under control. He started also using my fiber. That was a, a precursor to what we have today is an ED plus fiber. Uh, but he got control of his blood sugar, control of his diabetes, and he had reversal of diabetic retinopathy, which can occur in early stages. So yes, he was losing his vision, his vision came back. But my products didn't cure blindness. <laughs> no one's laying on hands. The, they're very clear mechanisms of action by which we're making the body healthier 
first and foremost by removing toxins and heavy metals and allowing the body to fix itself. Because you guys all learned this at a conference, a cleaner, healthier body fixes itself. Okay. So, um, but what's happened lately, it's always happens, actually happened since I launched my first product, is that when you're successful and you're changing lives, people want to copy you. People try to knock you off. And it's not easy. What I've done, what my people, my lab has done, it's remarkable. We, and we've put decades now into the research that we've done on natural clinoptilolite and the ability to micronize and activate the zeolite to make what now is Cell Defender. And I, what I want you to do, what I want to do now is kind of walk through my story, what started with my zeolite research at the beginning, uh, and then where all these knockoffs have come from and why there's a problem with those products. So first, I was in product development at Rexall Sundown when it was the largest manufacturer of dietary supplements on the planet. I worked for product and product development for their division, Rexall Showcase International, which was their network marketing division. And this was also, uh, not only was I a scientist and uh, it was my kind of introduction to network marketing, but it was also the first time I actually got to get on stage to explain the products. And that was kind of exciting for me because when you're a scientist, when you're a formulator and you're working in the lab and you're, you're working in the back and you're creating these products, you never really get to meet the end users. That doesn't happen. And for me, uh, they put me up on stage to explain how the products work and answer some questions. And I wound up that I was pretty good at that. And they had me travel. I started traveling around the world, talking to distributors. And it was kind of nice to have a person behind the product instead of just a store shelf. And for me to talk to the end users and be able to educate the end users on the product. So all that being said, in the mid-90s, I'd been approached by a company out of Croatia that was making a zeolite product. And this was the first time I had ever seen zeolites outside of a regular chemistry lab. Because understand that zeolites are used as molecular sieves. They're used for separations. And so in my lab in college, we primarily did something called size exclusion chromatography. We used something called G75 Cephidex, which was a a medium that would filter out different things and separate different compounds by size. But there were other things you could use for separations, including zeolites. And you could pack a column with a zeolite. You basically have a, a, a plastic tube or a glass tube or a metal tube that you pack with the zeolite. That's called the, the solid phase. And you could pour things through it. And depending on its affinity for the solid phase, some things came out faster than others. And that's how you do separations with gas chromatography or liquid chromatography or HPLC, which is high performance or high pressure liquid chromatography. So there's all sorts of ways to separate. And zeolites were used in separations because certain zeolites like certain things. So you can separate out based on that. And that's why they're called molecular sieves. You know, so you think of a sieve, you know, for separating, you know, water from pasta or whatever, but that's what you could do with uh, different zeolites. And so I had some experience with the chemistry of zeolites, but never thought of zeolites for human nutrition. And so the, these Croatians came up to me and they showed me their product and uh, their product was called Megamins. And it was a capsule that had zeolite and some other things. And they asked me what I thought, and basically if I could help them with marketing and distribution, potentially even maybe bring it into Rexall 
and as I say, Rexall Sundown was a big player back then. It was a billion dollar company. Um, and so I, 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 I looked at the product. I saw some, some issues with it, but I talked to my people at Rexall and they really weren't interested. They didn't see a market for it at the time. Not to mention that the way they processed it was a little hokey. They do something called tribal mechanical activation. They use these spinning metal plates that kind of grind up the zeolite. And so it is a form of micronization, but it's very, very random. There's, there's no standardization whatsoever. Um, and then they have this pile of zeolite and they kind of shake it up and they draw this ran, this line that's kind of just random. It's that uh, says anything above this you can use, anything below this is too heavy. So therefore there's toxins in it. And so that's the way they do their separation. So I found that a little uh, odd uh, as a scientist. And I told them that they really needed to be able to uh, get their particle size down to where it mattered, certainly sub five microns, and it should be standardized to that. And then they were well aware of the fact that zeolites are dirty in nature because zeolites are nature's filters. So whenever you have a zeolite mine site that air is blowing through and water is flowing through, it's sucking up those toxins from the environment. I've even told this story where when we measure toxins coming out of a zeolite we're activating, some of the toxins we measured came back as diesel fuel exhaust. So it tells us that not only is nature polluting the zeolite, but the mining equipment used to mine the zeolite is creating toxins or being pulled into the zeolite. And if you're not doing something to remove those, any product you're taking has that in it. So any other product has that in it. So that being said, I realized what was wrong with their product. It was size and, and cleanliness. And I talked to them about micronization activation. They had no interest. They already had a market. They were selling their product. They were really looking for me to expand their market, not improve their product. And so uh, up to a few years later, I started doing the research on my own. Rexall was an interest in it. And so by 1999 and 2000, I started my own process using all different forms of micronization. I did ball mills, chelcination. Eventually I settled on versions of what we use today, which is high pressure and centrifugation to actually force through basically a one micron pinhole to create the smallest version of the product known to man. So we have a standardized product that it's all sub five microns, but our average particle size is sub one micron where we're getting it down to 450 nanometers. So about a little less than half a micron and that's standardized. We know how small it is. Not only that, we've done clinical research where we've recaptured the zeolite in the bloodstream of people taking it. So we know it gets in. And lastly, we have research that shows an increase in heavy metal excretion as much as a 15 fold increase in urinary excretion of heavy metals when they use our product. That can only happen if the zeolite gets into the body. There's no route from the digestive tract to the urine, except through the blood, the lymph, the kidneys, the bladder, and then out through the urine. So if you're increasing your excretion of heavy metals, that's absolute proof that it gets into the body and, and is circulating. So we are being accused now by other companies that we're a suspension. Suspensions can't be absorbed. Well, that's kind of silly. You know, not only do we know suspensions can be absorbed, we know that certainly anything under two microns is pretty easily absorbed in the digestive tract. And we have clinical evidence, published clinical evidence in peer-reviewed journals that shows that it's absorbed, it circulates, and it pulls out toxins and heavy metals. So we, we have that evidence. Just to talk about micronization activation first, then I'll talk about what some of the other people are saying. 
Micronization is basically the process by which I take a big zeolite cage and I crush it down to a little zeolite cage. And that's important. I'm not destroying the zeolite. I'm not ionizing or, or atomizing the zeolite. I'm taking a big cage and making a smaller cage. And my best example, and you probably have heard me talk about this before, is a diamond. If you take a diamond, you can crush a diamond, even though it's one of the hardest substances known to man. You can crush a diamond right down a diamond dust. And yet every particle of diamond dust is still a diamond. It's just a very, very tiny diamond and has all of the same properties as that giant diamond. In fact, diamond dust is used uh, in diamond drill bits and things like that. There's all sorts of uses for diamond powder um, because it has those properties. So when we crush the zeolite down, we're simply making a smaller intact cage that still has all of its properties. It's negative charge, it can draw to it, uh, all sorts of positive compounds, has the same pore structure, the eight and 10 sided uh, pores in the zeolite cage that allow it to pull in those toxins and hold on to them. We don't ruin the cage, we don't destroy the cage, we just make smaller cages. And of course, if you have a lot of smaller cages, you have a lot more surface area that can pull in toxins and heavy metals. So that's the first thing with micronization. Then activation is my process by which I use heat and natural acids to force the exchange of heavy metals and volatile organic compounds. And so all that stuff that's trapped in the zeolite, naturally trapped in the zeolite, we get rid of. We get rid of all the heavy metals, all of the volatile organic compounds, and we clean it out. And you've heard my example. Actually, my, my best analogies come from Marcy Littlejohn. Uh, she talks about the kitchen sponge, that if it's a dirty sponge, how can you clean your counter? How can you absorb anything in that dirty sponge? But if you take it to the sink and clean it out, you scrub it out and you squeeze it out, now it's a nice clean sponge that can start sucking things up. So uh, that's the, probably the best analogy I can provide. Um, understand this, you know, in me, I, I go to the physics of it and I talk about cationic exchange capacity and how much charge is left and the net surface charge across the zeolite and how it can draw in literally tens of thousands of ions of heavy metals. Uh, so th that's how it works when you activate. So when I'm done making the product, the only thing left in that bottle is micronized, cleaned out, activated clinoptilolite, water, and a little bit of calcium magnesium we use to try to stabilize the cationic exchange. And that's it. It's not enough cal calcium magnesium to actually claim as a dietary source, but there's a little calcium magnesium left in the product. And that's important because we see that when we actually do particle analysis and we do our CFV or certificate of analysis of the product, what is left in there is exactly that. So um, I did launch my original product. I had one product before with network marketing that was called DME Natural. Then I had a product in network marketing that did very, very well for many years. It sold literally millions of bottles for many years and helped a lot of people, helped thousands of people. In about 2011, 2012, I had kind of had a falling out with the people of that company. And I really just wanted to focus on my drug research, especially the MS drug that worked on you know, multiple sclerosis. And since that time, we got orphan designation for pediatric MS. We're moving in our phase two trials. We are still working on that MS drug that is uh, an ethical injectable drug for the treatment of multiple sclerosis. Uh, but at that time, back in 2011, 2012, I licensed my technology to that company for them to make it themselves. That license ran out in 2016. So in 2017, I made the decision I was gonna come back and start making the zeolite again for myself. That company was still selling the product. So it forced me to sue that company. 
So we found out in the lawsuit that they weren't making it to my specifications. In fact, they weren't doing nearly what I was doing to make their zeolite. And they hadn't been for years. So at that point, their excuse was they could keep making it and not pay me because they, uh, they weren't making my product anyway. So a federal judge disagreed, uh, upheld my trade secret, and uh, I sued them under the Defensive Trade Secret Act of 2016, and I won in federal court. I got a restraining order against that company, and it forced them to settle with me. Uh, so what happened there is they're, they're continuing to sell their product, but they are clear on their website that it's not my product. Uh, in fact, the, the judge said it best. The judge looking at their, their, their um, process and my process said their process looks like Deitch Light, which I thought was perfect. You know, <laughs> they cut out so many steps that they just don't have the same product. So they continue to sell it. They're no longer MLM, but they continue to sell that product. But they had to take my name off it. They had to take everything off it that refers to me. And that is no longer my product. And it has not been my product in a long time. Okay. So that's the first thing. Second thing is in the time that I've been selling this product and making it, almost everybody that we've done business with in different companies has broken off and started their own company trying to make their version of it. And I'll talk about some concepts that they have out there. So there's one company that claims that they don't have a zeolite. They have a zeolite fragment and they have a process that they call it a fracking process that breaks up the zeolite into fragments. I'm gonna first say that that's hard to believe because the zeolite is really, really, really strong. It takes over 800 degrees to actually crack a zeolite. Now, what I do with micronization is different than fracking the zeolite. I'm cleaving active cages to make smaller cages. I'm not destroying the zeolite structure, the cage-like structure of the zeolite. They're claiming that they do, and they claim they do with liquid nitrogen and heat and all this stuff. And it, it seems to me to be you know, just a lot of showmanship. But regardless, let's assume what they say is true. If they are actually creating zeolite fragments and it's not a zeolite cage, first, they've now created a new compound that is not considered safe. See, zeolites have grass status, generally recognized as safe by the U.S. government. And we can say it's generally recognized as safe and we can sell it. They've created something called a new dietary ingredient, an NDI. If you have a new dietary ingredient, you have to register that with the FDA. You have to tell the FDA, I have a new dietary ingredient I would like to sell. And the FDA the, has 75 days to tell you why you cannot sell it. They have to review your stuff. So they have a new dietary ingredient that has not been proven safe. It's not considered safe in human consumption. And we don't know what it could do. As an example, there are zeolites out there that are not safe. Asbestos is a zeolite. When asbestos forms crystals, they're needle-like or what they call acular crystals. And when you breathe them in, they can stick in your lungs and they can cause cancer. That's a zeolite. That's a zeolite fragment. Okay. So just because they started with clenoptilolite doesn't mean that they have a safe product, especially because they talk about making zeolite fragments. That's the first thing. The second thing is they claim that it's no longer negatively charged, that it has a positive charge. Well, that doesn't make sense either. If anyone's been listening to me, what the miracle of the zeolite is it's negative charge. It's one of the few negatively charged minerals found in nature. Because of that negative charge, it attracts these positively charged toxins, these compounds. If it's no longer negatively charged, how does it work? Why would it possibly do what they say it's going to do? 
okay? They also say it's water soluble. Zeolites are not water soluble by definition, okay? So if they're saying now it's a fragment and it's positively charged, it's water soluble, it's no longer a zeolite. Fine, they say it's not a zeolite. So then how come on their website, they use my marketing material, my white papers, my published information, all the safety data on zeolites to support their product as a detox product. So that makes absolutely no sense. So if you're looking at that particular product, that's your answer. They can't have zeolite fragments because that would be an illegal product and might be unsafe. It can't be positively charged because then it's not going to work anymore. And it can't be water soluble because it's not a zeolite anymore. And if it's not a zeolite, how does it do all these things a zeolite supposed to do? So that's that particular product. Then we have another company that was actually started by a guy that used to work with the former company that sold my stuff. And he has a, a product with, uh, first of all, his, his uh, scientist that formulated the product. And I don't know if Howard wants to go into this, but it's a guy that is a, and I can say this on a recorded call, he's a pathological liar. He's promoted himself as having seven, eight PhDs, seven, eight master's degrees. He's a, a shaman. He works for the CIA. I mean, he says all this stuff about him. Well, we've found over and over and over again that this is just not true. He doesn't have any of those degrees. He doesn't have any of that background and we can prove it. And so the second I find out that someone has lied in every possible way about their background, their educational background, how do you believe them when they talk about the product they're making? So uh, that's the first thing. The second thing is we've actually analyzed that product. We've looked at it and it makes no sense. The particle size makes no sense. And their published certificate of analysis, one of the things on their certificate of analysis is total organic carbon content. There's no carbon in a zeolite. It's not an organic compound. There should be zero carbon in your zeolite. And it's over half the weight of their zeolite. So what is it? What are they using? What are they adding to it that has so much carbon in it? And that's published certificate of analysis that's on their website. So that's something to question as well. Okay, so that, that's that product. Then we have another product that was created by a former distributor in another company. Again, uh, it, it, he claims that uh, that it's smaller and it's micronized more than like my product is micronized. Theirs is nano sized. That's their marketing. There's nano size. There's better than mine because it's smaller. And I try to talk about how ridiculous that marketing is. Uh, I could say I, I've said I'm nano sized. I'm 22 trillion nanometers tall. You know, <laughs> I'm nano sized too. But the real thing is when you, they talk about their claim, they claim that whereas my zeolite cages are one micron, the average size sub one microns all the way down about 500 nanometers, they say their zeolite cages are 0.9 nanometers. They're so small. Well, that's ridiculous. It's just not possible. First of all, it wouldn't be possible to make something that small and standardize it. But regardless, you have to understand the structure of the zeolite cage. The ZLA cage is a cubic structure of repeating eight and 10 sided rings, pores, and the pore size across is about one nanometer. So if they're 0.9 nanometers, they're smaller than the hole in the cage. Their whole cage would be one hole. You know, how do you have a donut that's smaller than the hole in the donut? It's not a donut anymore. How do you have a prison that's smaller than the space between the bars? It's not possible. 
And so that shows them they don't understand the chemistry of the zeolite, the physics of the zeolite. And they're just throwing marketing terms at you to try and basically say they're better than us because they're nano-sized. <laughs> so it just, it makes absolutely no sense. So that's that. And then they also claim that they have some like 12 micrograms of zeolite per dose. And uh, I got to tell you, I've taken that product. I've looked at it. I've, I've uh, uh, centrifuged it for days, trying to get something out of it. There's nothing in that product. It's a, uh, in fact, um, it reminds me of, uh, there's a product years ago that was a competitive product called uh, a Spirit of Sunshine. There's ELI products no longer on the market, but we actually had a lawsuit with their scientists. And one of the things we were able to do was, was analyze things in his laboratory. First of all, in his clean room in his laboratory, he had a bag of dead rats. I got to tell you, you can't have a bag of dead rats in your clean room. That's uh, And he had a vacuum cleaner in the clean room too. So uh, I think he misunderstood clean room and thought cleaned room. He was cleaning it. But we analyzed his water in his lab and we knew exactly what was in his water. And we analyzed his finished product and his finished product tested exactly the same as the tap water in his laboratory. And I, I don't want to stop there. I, I, I want to say, I don't believe he was just bottling tap water. I don't believe that. But I believe he was making his product and running it through a filter and filtered out everything that was in the product. And the only thing left was his tap water. And that's what he was selling. So, uh, so that was that product. But we've seen very similar things coming out now. Um, the, uh, some of the claims that they're saying about why we're bad. One thing is that uh, we're suspension. And if your suspension, suspensions don't get absorbed. Uh, I kind of remarked on that a little earlier. Understand that uh, anything under about two microns uh, does get passively absorbed in the gut. Uh, many, many, many drugs are right around two microns. So anything under five microns can be absorbed, but anything under two microns is certainly absorbed. So don't believe anyone if they say suspensions can't be absorbed. Of course they can. And uh, otherwise we'd have literally tens of thousands of drugs that wouldn't be able to be absorbed uh, orally. So there's that. I went over micronization, I went over activation. Neil, have I missed anything? No, I think we should end this because this is valuable for people to use to just send out as is.